0: These aren't the stories your mother told you.
2: No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Retroaggressive possessive written by John Late Narrated by Josh Curran, Joanna Colton, Ian McEwen, and Alexandra Elroy. Jimmy was finding it hard to breathe. As an eight-year-old boy, he could run around, climb trees, and ride his grifter all day long without breaking a sweat. But now, sat at the dining room table, looking at the box in front of him, he was almost breathless with excitement. The annual school disco was on tonight, all his friends would be there dancing and running around like maniacs, Even Lucy Griffiths, the prettiest girl in his year who'd promised to hold his hand for two minutes during the last song, would be looking for him, hopelessly wondering where he was. Some things are more important than girls. Some things are absolute game-changers. And Jimmy knew that the box in front of him was one of those things. The footsteps of his father, crunching down the gravel driveway path brought him out of the hypnotic state he'd worked himself into. With an excited, high-pitched yelp, he scrambled towards the front door, kicking his chair behind him with enough force to send it skittering across the new carpet. The front door burst open with a bang just as Jimmy made it around the corner into the hallway, to where a huge cardboard box with legs had decided to visit. But Jimmy knew better than that. This was the last piece of hardware he needed to complete the best day ever. It's here, Jimmy, cried the muffled voice of his dad behind the box as he stumbled inside the house, not noticing his dumbstruck son from behind the box labelled Colour Portable Television as he made his way to the dining room. Jimmy sprinted through the alternative route to the dining room just in time to see the box with his new TV land softly on the table and a smiling face emerged from behind it. Right then son, let's get this bad boy up and running. His dad said, stretching his back out after all the heavy lifting. Can I open all the boxes dad? Please dad, please. Jimmy's dad smiled, nodded and started walking towards the kitchen. Of course you can mate. I'll just get a brew on and you can show me what all the fuss is about unable to control his shaking hands, Jimmy ripped into the TV box. Cardboard, polystyrene shapes and bubble wrap rained down as he revealed the brand new portable TV, bought especially for him, and his all-time favourite new object. Next was the box with it in. The box was treated with reverence. He whispered the words on the outside to himself, before he gently started opening the shiny and sturdy box. Sinclair Spectrum 48K Personal Computer. It was here. Really here. And Jimmy couldn't quite believe it. His dad had wound him up for months saying that they couldn't afford a computer, let alone the TV and the cassette recorder that would be needed for the system to work. When he eventually found out about his dad's promotion at work and that he'd be getting his very own computer, he almost cried. 1983 was turning out to be the best year of his life. Ten minutes later, and with a little help from his dad, it was time to turn it all on. Jimmy stared at the blank screen of the TV, seeing his own reflection staring back. In the screen, He could see his dad turn to look at him as he took a sip of tea. Ready, mate? Yes, Dad. And with that, he flicked on the switch. It was eleven o'clock at night on Friday, July the 8th, 1983 and Jimmy Richards had been playing on his ZX Spectrum personal computer for nearly five hours straight. It started with Through the Wall, diligently breaking the blocks with the 8-bit ball rebounding at ever-increasing speeds, but it was the surreal and crazy game of Manic Miner that kept him as excited as a Blue Peter presenter and more awake than he'd ever been in his life. The bizarre electronic music, the colours and blocky creatures moving around entranced him, pulled him into the world of 8-bit fantasy, an addiction in its infancy, a drug taken for the first time. Jimmy hadn't made a sound since turning on this new reality atop his dining room table. He shrieked and leapt out of his seat as the hand of his father touched him on his shoulder. Oh, easy there, mate. Didn't mean to scare you. Bedtime, so turn it all off and get yourself upstairs. Oh, Dad, just five more minutes. Jimmy whined as he continued to play the game. It's almost midnight and we've got football training tomorrow, haven't we? Let's go, mate. Reluctantly, Jimmy switched it all off. But while his dad's back was turned, he took out all the wires from his computer, stuffed the compact PC under his T-shirt and scurried upstairs so his dad couldn't see the stowaway spectrum. After cleaning his teeth and getting his pyjamas on, He settled into bed and pretended to be asleep when his dad came in to check on him like he always did. Sweet dreams, my little computer programmer. Love you so much, his dad said softly. And Jimmy felt the gentle kiss on his head. Tomorrow he was going to get up early before breakfast and play his new games for as long as dad let him. Jimmy squeezed the computer tightly to his chest as the images of the 8-bit characters ran, smashed and flew through his mind as he quickly drifted off to sleep.
1: Fire Investigation Report, ninth of July, 1983. It is my professional opinion that the fire started in the downstairs dining room area. In situ were the remains of what has been identified as a portable TV that may have overheated by malfunction. The fire quickly spread through the downstairs rooms and spread to the first floor of the property. Coroner's court suggests that the two fatalities, one eight-year-old male and one 37-year-old male, were deaths caused by smoke inhalation and burning. Note, one unusual anomaly was the discovery of a ZX Sinclair Spectrum computer underneath the body of the eight-year-old male. Due to its position underneath the casualty's body, it suffered no damage. It is presumed the computer was taken to bed by the victim.
0: and welcome to episode 102 of Rory Goes Retro Live. And boy, do I have an absolute classic for you. It's not just a ripping retro review for you, but I'm going to be firing up and playing live, yes, live, one of the most iconic games machines that started the video games revolution. But first, let me tell you where I got it. I've been looking for a mint-conditioned specimen of this game's machine for years. So, last week I popped into my local treasure trove of a charity shop when I overheard one of the white-haired charity warriors mention about an old-fashioned computer that had come in that morning from a mysterious hooded figure. Putting on my best, <clears throat> charm the old biddy voice, I asked if I could see the old, worthless aforementioned computer. And with a badly disguised grimace, old Grotbags fetched it from outback. And there it was, as if it had just been lovingly removed from the box, all glinting plastic and rubber keys. A mint condition ZX Sinclair Spectrum, my grail. I could almost hear those glorious loading tones as I stood there literally drooling. A quick haggling session later, and I was 10 quid lighter, but I had it in my hands. Stood in the warm sunlight of the rest of my gaming life. There was a slight smell of smoke, but apart from that, perfection. So without further ado, let's fire up this beautiful historic machine and get gaming with an absolute legend of a game, Jet Set Willy. I've rigged up some old RGB leads with modern equivalents, and I'm even playing on an old school TV to make the experience perfect for you guys, as well as some nostalgic pleasure for yours truly. Apart from a quick power test, this will be the first time I've got this old school PC up and running, but I know we won't be disappointed. Three, two, one. And we're off, boys and girls. The play button is pressed, the screen is doing its thing, so get ready for those spine-tingling tones that'll mean we'll soon be playing one of the greatest games ever made. Just listen to that. Apologies to those under 35 who are joining us, but that is nothing but a sound of gaming beauty. The noises are actually just auditory representations of ones and zeros, as the data is transferred to the computer so that it can upload the game. Basic stuff, but cutting edge technology at the time. Wait, what was that? That's not the normal load up tone. It sounds like a kid. What? What? Wh- what the fuck is that? Someone must have fucked around with the tape. The screen shows it's still loading, so let's see what happens. What a shitty practical joke!
2: <coughs> what joke, Dad? But you, I can't see you. It's too hot and smoky in here, Dad. Holy
0: shit, holy shit! H- Hello? Can you hear me? Where are you?
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. This is some really weird crap. Get a grip of yourself, dude. I'm going to stop the tape. It's not possible. It's still loading, but I stopped the tape. Can you hear that, listeners? I'm not going mad, but this should not be happening, and that voice. Did you hear it too? I'm turning it all off at the mains and getting myself a stiff drink, I can tell you, and... uh...
2: No, Dad, don't make me turn it off. Just one more game, Dad you like this one. Doesn't matter how many times you die, you can just start all over again. It just gets a little hot if you play it too much. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: This is mental. The
2: spectrum is smoking now.
0: Smoke is flooding out of it. Help me. I can't move. My hands are stuck to the keyboard. Somebody help me, please. It's so hot in here. Even the screen is smoking and... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Somebody help. Somebody... (coughs) Help. I can't breathe.
2: (coughs) Help me. No, not my dad. You can be player, too. Do you like computer games? Do you like Manic Miner? It's hell to finish.
1: Fire Investigation Report, June 30th, 2017 Due to the unusual circumstances of this incident and results from the laboratory, it's my conclusion that the fire was caused by an electrical fault in the improvised electrical components located around the room. The 43-year-old victim received 80% burns, but died of shock before any internal damage took effect. The room of origin and its contents were completely destroyed by the fire, apart from a ZX Spectrum personal computer. How they survived the fire is unknown, but I conclude that due to its pristine condition, the machine must have been placed there post-fire, even though the victim's fingertips were attached to several of the keys. Personal note, this calls to mind a similar fire from my childhood that killed a school friend of mine. Poor Jimmy Richards and his father died in that incident almost 35 years ago, and the computer survived that too. Monday morning. I'll request to withdraw the surviving spectrum and take it home to run a few tests. See if I can get it up and running. My kids will know what to do. Lucy Griffiths, Lead Fire Investigator.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Retrogressive, Possessive was written by John
2: Late, narrated by Josh Curran, Joanna Colton, Ian McEwen and June Awatari, edited by Carl Hughes and music by underscore Cyberpunk and Foolboy Media and Tom Robson. So you like short stories told in the medium of audio? Well we've got something to show you, something secret, something special. We got stories you ain't heard before and these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you, nor are they the stories that we tell you. These are the other other stories. Once a month we put a secret, exclusive other story on our Patreon feed and it's only available for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. So if you want to get in on a piece of that action, head over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and pledge from as little as one pound. Until next time. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo.